everyone, and welcome to the Paper Plane Cocktail Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Amy Lowenberg, Relations and Partnership Development Manager at New York Now. I treasure the relationships I've established, and I relish in the new ones that I make every day, sharing information and introducing our amazing community of retailers, buyers, artists, and makers through my Spotlight podcast at New York Now and my store tours on Instagram. And I'm your host, Sarah. You may know me as the founding editor and editor-in-chief of Stationary Trends Magazine, my site, The Paper Nerd, or possibly my other podcast, The Paper Fold. I've been covering the stationery and gift industry since 1997, but never did I imagine that I'd one day be covering the markets here in the virtual space. And so throughout 2021, we'll be raising our glasses alongside our pencils as we share stories, compare notes, and celebrate three of our all-time favorite topics stationary, connections, and cocktails. Cheers. Cheers. For those of you who may not be aware, June is Gay Pride Month, so we thought Paper Pride would be a fitting theme. At their heart, stationary and greeting cards are about connecting others authentically. So those makers who are also part of the LGBTQIA community play an extra important role as they help facilitate difficult conversations happening all around us. There are are so many wonderful artists doing the heavy lifting for people who are feeling isolated right now. And our guest today is just one of them. Ashley Pritchard is a professional watercolor artist and the owner of Charm Cat Creative. After earning her bachelor's degree in studio art from McDaniel College and a master's in creative writing and literature from Stony Brook University, she worked as a graphic designer for a few years before deciding that corporate life wasn't for her. Uh, right. So Ashley started Charmcat in 2013, starting out as a wedding invitation designer and since has expanded into all things paper. Charmcat has a full greeting card line, custom stationery, art prints, and she can work with you on both art commissions and licensing. She resides in Martinville, Virginia with her paleontologist husband and two spoiled cats. I first met Ashley at Noted in 2019 in Brooklyn. At that time, she had just introduced a range of cards with pins attached to them for brides and grooms to give to those whom they wish to be their attendants. In addition to the usual, will you be my maid of honor? There are also designs reading, will you be my bride's person? Will you be my best person? Will you be my best woman? All to suit today's personal designations. Then the attendant wears that pin the day of the wedding. So everything is crystal clear to anyone who can read. Until, <laughs> until I saw them, I didn't realize there was a need for them, but of course there is. So obviously Ashley's approach is distinctive and I want to learn more. So enough of me rattling on. Let's get <laughs> Ashley on already. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for joining us for the Paper Plane Cocktail Hour podcast. So I've sat in on a couple of committees with you, like the Louis and Thinking of You Week, but I'm, I'm really happy to be talking with you in person today about your business. Charm Cat is just lovely. And we now know, because we've heard about you, that you've been an artist your entire life. Uh, not sure if everybody knows that you're a steward of sustainability and that when you got married, you fell in love with the world of wedding invitations. Flash forward, you've created your own wedding invitation boutique. So my first question is one that I think we can assume that we all have some sort of idea about, but I'm guessing that wedding invitations were pretty quiet in 2020. How's it going in 2021? 
weddings are definitely back. Um, I am busier than I was pre-pandemic with wedding invitations. I think a lot of people are, you know, ready to jump in, ready to, um, you know, take advantage of the pandemic coming, you know, tapering off. And they're also just more invested in doing more interesting and fun things in their invitations now. Oh, wow. Well, I know Sarah's going to ask a couple of questions about that. So definitely interested in hearing. And as a segue, I'll just say, as our theme topic for this month's podcast is Paper Pride in alignment with Pride Month, um, we appreciate how thorough your product development and offering is. Um, For those in the industry who have been doing weddings for decades before same-sex marriages were legalized, uh, maybe for those who haven't expanded their range yet, Um, For many, this could be a generational issue or they just need to educate themselves a bit or don't have the right vocabulary to do so. What should they know for these nuptials? Um, What can you share regarding how creating invitations for same-sex weddings may differ from a heterosexual wedding, if if anything? Um, I think the, the main difference is making sure that your language is inclusive. Um, And that means things like on your website, Uh, finding where you say bride and groom, bride and groom, and using different language. I usually refer to my clients as couples or simply clients. Um, On my contract, I have a line for client one and client two, you know, just little tweaks that uh, make people feel not excluded Mm. um, is really important. And you can also be explicit about it. I have a section on my website um, called a welcome policy where I say specifically, you know, you're welcome here. Um, And I'm also honest about, you know, I don't know everything, but I'm trying if I make a mistake, correct me. And I think just showing that willingness is very important. Yeah. Just being completely transparent and I'm going through this process and I'm going through it with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in the industry, like a lot of um, stationers have, you know, been doing weddings for 20 years, 30, maybe even 30 years, maybe 40 years, you know, they uh, want to obviously enlarge and speak to their audience, but it's just hard because they've been doing it the same way for so long. And then there's also like this funny sort of etiquette intersection where, you know, there's a lot of like, this is the way things are done. And it seems like maybe some of that is being left behind as people just create modern traditions, you know, to celebrate their wedding. Definitely. Um, And my approach uh, towards traditions and etiquette is that it's a good starting place if you're not sure what you want to do, but they are not hard and fast rules and you can throw them out the window if you want to. And I'm ready to throw them out with you. So when people come to me and they, they've never done wedding invitations before, 99% of them, and they don't know what, what to do, and I'm serving as their guide, uh, I will say, so traditionally things have been done this way, but I've also seen it done this way, and you could do it another way. It's up to you. These are your invitations. It's your wedding. They should be your personality and your, you know, you two as a couple distilled into a piece of paper. Yeah. And I think that's a really important role that you play in helping these invitations be a reflection of who the couple are. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you say that, you know, these kind of post pandemic wedding invitations, people are just, you know, going all out. I mean, maybe it sort of um, bypassing etiquette just sort of uh, is connected to this. Like we saved pan, we survived pandemic. I'm getting married. I'm doing it how I want. And, uh, you know, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, and that's very interesting uh, for the industry that uh, people feel so, you know, open to do it how they want. Yeah. And um, I'm finding people are a lot more willing to go out there more with their invitation designs, um, doing more interesting custom artwork on them, more interesting formats um, and really trying to make their budget do more fun things, especially for couples who are doing a smaller guest list than they would have. Mm. They have more wiggle room to do some bells and whistles and extras on their invitations. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. I, I mean, I, I, I think we're probably going to see a whole bunch of new trends evolve over the next few months. <laughs> I'm just going to press with our uh, summer issue of stationary trends and that we have a lot of wedding coverage and that is exactly what I, I'm so glad it agrees with what I'm, what I heard in my reporting, which is with a smaller guest list, you can, you know, dedicate your budget to custom envelope liners to, you know, what, whatever it is that you want to, you know, take it over the top that maybe might've been out of reach with a, you know, 200 guest count, you know, it's now like a little accessible. So, um, you know, stationary that speaks to what I'm going to refer to as overlooked communities is a hallmark of your range whether it's LGBTQIA or Black Lives Matter, um, you have merchandise for it all, including free protest posters, which are so awesome. Yeah. Um, and, you, and you make it really clear on your site uh, via your guiding principles, what you advocate for and your welcome policy, uh, as you mentioned, that everyone is welcome under your paper roof. It's right there in black and white. Charm Cat will never discriminate against anyone's race, age, nationality, religious beliefs, sexual orientation, or gender identity. It's wonderful that you put your values and beliefs out there like that. Um, and it was a little, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, I've never really seen that on a stationary website. Um, <laughs> do, do you see other makers uh, starting to do the same? And in your opinion, should they? You know, how you run your business and what the personality of your business is a personal decision. You know, we're small makers. For many of us, our business is who we are. And so for me, that that's who I am. And I feel very driven to, to advocate for my beliefs through my business. Um, and I've been inspired by some other makers that I've seen who do you know, they have pride things or they've done Black Lives Matter products um, and seeing them do it makes me feel more empowered to do it as well. My, the guiding principles on my website, I felt like I needed to put those up there more for me than for other people. Uh, they serve as sort of a reminder to myself as I'm doing product development, going through my, you know, business development that this is what I want my business to be. That's so cool. It's like your little manifesto. 
Exactly. (laughs) What do you hear from your customers? Like what have you, have your clients commented on it? And if so, what, what do those comments tend to be? So far they've been mostly positive. Can't think of any particular negative feedback I've gotten. Um, I have noticed sometimes on like Instagram posts, I'll have a spike in unfollows and bye. See you later. Um, (laughs) is not the card right this is just not for you find something else yeah um you know I I'm actually very encouraged by that you know I've gotten a lot of good feedback um on on my products and yeah that makes me you know feel good that's what I want absolutely absolutely so when you do sort of create merchandise for these underserved communities for lack of a better term uh how do you how do you approach it uh how how does that creative process work is it different than what might be done for more sort of for lack of a better term more like products that speak to the masses yeah I mean I usually try to you know talk about it with friends um and, you know, do a little bit of market research before I finalize a design or a product for the community that I may not be a part of. And otherwise, it's fairly similar. I get a lot of my ideas through interactions with friends and family. And a lot of my cards, I try to, to speak to a more specific audience, uh, even, you know, like a nerdy cards. I have some cards that most people wouldn't get the joke. (laughs) And, but then the people who do get the joke are so excited to see that joke on a card. Um, And so I I think my best sellers would be pretty surprising to some people. Um, I, I love that. It's these little cultural threads that you're, you know, weaving into your work. That's so subtle that, you know, the masses don't pick up on it, but the ones that do, I mean, you just are, are, are building your audience. It's great. That's awesome. I love the idea. They're like almost like little Easter eggs, you know, for. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Lovely. Yes. <laughs> So when we were, when we were preparing, you know, these questions, I, I reviewed, I was reviewing, just looking through your range on the Brandwise platform. And I, you know, your fuck your thoughts and prayers card stickers and buttons, like really, really jumped out on me. I saw it, I took in your calligraphy and presentation and I was just like, whoa, yes. I don't talk about it too much. I've started talking about it a little more lately. Um, We did lose a member of my extended family in in Parkland um, on February 14th, 2018. Um, Alex Schachter was 14. He was in ninth grade. It's actually the same year my daughter is this year. And he was sitting in his English class um, when he was murdered. Um, There have been many times since that horrible day that I've mentioned this socially and felt sort of like sort of regretted doing so because I felt like I was sort of brushed off or talked down to. And I totally understand that it's a pretty grisly subject and people don't really know what to say. Uh, but you know, it's, it's my life, it's my family's life. And, you know, we all have very strong feelings about it. So, um, when I'm bringing it up, I, I guess I'm really just looking for validation. Uh, so I think that there's just such a 
big value in putting this kind of merchandise out there. Seeing it just seems to say, yes, what you are feeling is completely okay. It makes me feel like I'm expressing myself in a sharp, stylish manner. That's sort of hard to do because I'm still pretty emotional about this. Um, so I would love to hear your thoughts on the inherent value of expressing these ideas beautifully and cohesively on your product and what, what sort of value you think that imparts on them. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't had a struggle, you know, an, an emotional hit like that. Um, I've had some of my own stuff, um, that I've dealt with and it's hard when you're on the other side of it and you don't know what to say. And it's hard when you're the one feeling it and people give you a rote answer that doesn't have any meaning anymore. Um, and in some cases, like the, the thoughts and prayers in response to shootings is at this point, it's brushing you off and it's dismissive and no one deserves to have their feelings dismissed. Everyone's feelings are valid. What you feel is real because what you experience is real. And I think, uh, especially, I think it's become more prescient as we've all been dealing with the collective trauma of a pandemic to be able to say, um, you know, what you feel is, is valid and what you feel is real and you shouldn't be ashamed to feel it. And so when I, when I designed that card, I was at kind of a a fed up point, um, you know, tired of hearing, uh, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers and Thoughts and prayers are fine, but do something because you also can do something. And that was that was one of those designs where I was like, I need to say this. I, I need to make this one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I guess I'm curious, do you get feedback from your customers where they're like, oh my gosh, I love this. I feel seen. I feel like you should if you're not. <laughs> I, I do. Um you know, I, I do. And that, that feedback is honestly the, the main driver of my business. Well, it's, um, just, it's, it's authentic. It's, it's real. So, you know, congratulations. And I, I just want to say, um, or I just like to add that by you creating that is enabling other people to say the words that they haven't been able to. So it's, it is a win-win and yeah, get out and do something by putting on that pin, by putting on that, that sticker is an action that someone can take and who knows what conversations spark from that. And you're the driver of that. So, yeah, um, I'm definitely a believer in, you know, you may not be able to make the one big change that you want to, but even small changes, you never know what can happen. 100% small steps can take you a far, far away. So let me ask you a question that we ask all of our guests at the end of our podcasts. We are curious if this past year has had any impact on the way you see stationary and like to ask what you see as being maybe some of the things we might see in the future for stationary. I definitely think this past year has been a big year for stationery. A lot of people rediscovered the magic of a greeting card and uh, the the magic of mail. Um, 
you know, there's nothing like going out to the mailbox and pulling out that wad of paper and go through it. Junk, junk, junk. Ooh, what's this? <laughs> um, <laughs> like that, you know, that that's a little change you can make in, in a person's life that you never know what kind of impact that's going to have. Um, and so I think there's definitely going to be a um, continued revival of greeting cards. And I think there's also a big um, push for more, more affirmative and positive approaches to mental health, not not saying that you should feel good all the time and understanding that it's okay. It is sometimes, you know, sometimes you're going to be upset or you're going to be, you know, exhausted or you're going to be anxious and it's okay to feel those feelings. And it's nice to see that approach kind of work its way into the mainstream. I think greeting cards are uh, definitely on the forefront of a lot of uh, social movements. Uh, Greeting card designers are very responsive. Mm -hmm. They are. They are. Agreed. Agreed. Well, um, Sarah and I would like to thank you profusely for joining us for the um, Paper Plane Cocktail Hour podcast. We have enjoyed talking with you and hearing your perspectives. And I know that we would just love to thank you for the work that you do and the ease that you enable your clients to move through life events, be them happy or with uh, aggression. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. This was a real treat to get to get a chance to see a little bit into your process. And uh, I can't wait to see you and your range in person. Yes, uh, I will be assuming it go. It happens at uh, New York now in the newly reimagined GCA Village. Nice. Um, I am very excited to uh, to be there and. I, I can't wait. I'm going to have all new shiny printed catalogs ready to go. Ooh, well, we are so excited to have you there. And I know Sarah and I will be running by to see you as soon as we can. Yeah, I'm talking about trade shows. That's like music to my ear. Some people get excited about the Nordstrom twice a year. So, you know, forget it. I don't care. I want to <laughs> I want to go back and see some new stationery. Well, it's exciting. You know, everything has its path and everything has led you to this place right now. And um, I think you will find um, the same energy and a lot of the same faces in the newly imagined stationery and gift. We are 100% focused on um, celebrating the community of stationery and paper. That is so vital and so important to us. And um, we thank you for being a part of that and a part of our journey. So thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, see how how things progress and you know, definitely the booth placement for the GCA village is fantastic. So, well, there you go. (laughs) So thank you. And we will see you soon. Yeah. Look forward to it. Bye. Bye. Well, that was really amazing. Thank you again, Ashley, for joining us for chat and cocktails on this really, really important and timely topic.
Yeah, extremely important and timely. She really does bring a voice to people in the stationary community that may need a little help stepping into the role that they want to play in the stationary community or in the buying community. I really appreciate all that she shared with us as as much as I want to um, appreciate what you have shared with us too, Sarah. I want to acknowledge that and just say thank you that I I can't imagine what it's like to be in your shoes, uh, but um, I do appreciate you using your voice to share something like that and using our platform, I think was just, I, I just, I'm very appreciative that you opened up to us. So thank you. Thank you so much, Amy. Somehow all this thoughts and prayers nonsense makes it harder for those who really want to genuinely express how much they are also hurting from all this. Um, So there's just a lot of levels of frustration, anger, and sadness. Um, But I'd be really remiss uh, not to mention all the work that Alex's dad, Max Schachter, has done since February of 2018. He started Safe Schools for Alex. You can find that at safeschoolsforalex.org. It is the first statewide dashboard to reduce violence in the schools. More information about Max is at maxschachter.com. It's spelled M-A-X-S-C-H-A-C-H-T-E-R. He has devoted his life to school safety. He has met with two presidents now to that end and has just tirelessly advocated for school safety. He calls his journey one from anguish to advocacy. And for that reason, he's just a huge personal inspiration of mine. However, that doesn't mean you shouldn't still post Instagram pics of your paper plane using the hashtags, the paper plane podcast and paper plane cocktail hour. Amy, where can our listeners find you in the meantime? Well, you guys can connect with me on Instagram at amy.atnynow, LinkedIn, or email me at work. I always want to highlight our amazing community on my Spotlight podcast um, and feature on my Instagram store tours, and I am getting out now, which is truly exciting. I'm able to help connect you to new and needed resources and answer any of your New York Now market or digital market questions. And Sarah, why don't you share how we can connect with you? Probably the best place to connect with me is at thepapernerd.com. You can see more fabulous stationary coverage, check out my podcast, The Paperfold, and access stationary trends, the industry's award-winning design-driven trade quarterly as well. It's always a pleasure to learn more about makers and spotlight their work, whether it's in public publication, blog, or podcast form. If you want to connect, I'd love to hear from you. So please don't hesitate to reach out to either of us with comments, questions, feedback, suggestions for guests, or just to say hi and introduce yourself. Thank you again for joining Sarah and I for the Paper Plane Cocktail Hour. We will be sharing new episodes the second Thursday of every month at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So until then, cheers. Cheers.